being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm absolutely delighted to have you with us today. As a starter, I'll say what I always say. Go to the Self-Improvement blog and read about Peter Boxa, our guest today. Read the review of his book. Watch the videos in the right-hand column. Um, You'll be really glad you did because he's going to give us some some great insights into the whole subject of manifesting. Manifesting is a hot topic these days. It goes hand in hand with the concept of creating the kind of life you've always wanted instead of just letting life happen to you. Now, there are a lot of books on the topic. We've had the movies, What the Bleep and the Secret. They've gotten a lot of attention. And we have the teachings of Abraham and others. I like Abraham a lot, and their material is very helpful to me. And I haven't found anyone until this guest came along that I really wanted to represent this topic on the show. One day, not long ago, I received an email from Peter Boxer with a description of his soon-to-be-published book, Faith Wave. He sent me a copy, and when I really got into a couple of chapters, I knew I wanted to have him on the show. At that time, I was scheduling for July, and his book is scheduled for release in May. And he made the email comment that he'd like to have a date closer to the book launch. I replied, if anything comes up earlier, it's yours. Knowing that nothing ever comes up in three years, nothing has ever opened up. And when, because of the schedule conflicts, imagine, schedule conflicts, I moved him up in the schedule twice, and then I moved him up to today, and I had to admit, I mean, the whole thing hit me as just really fun and funny. It hit me that he's absolutely a masterful manifester. And I'm really glad that I didn't say or think even something flippant like, I'll move it up when pigs fly because I'm pretty sure I'd have an office full of flying pigs had I said that. That's how much confidence I have in today's guest. Author, journalist, master life coach Peter Boxa traveled the world collecting scientific research and life experiences that led to the development of a technological model that illustrates how humans manifest their reality. I'm not sure, but I don't think we've had a model before. We've had a lot of things that people say. 
Peter received his Bachelor of Arts and Master's of Science degrees from the University of Illinois, and he studied in the finance, MBA, and law schools while in attendance at the graduate level through his postdoctoral research. And he has continued to pursue study in the field of theology, focusing on ancient texts, and has been a student of quantum physics. Remember those things. Those are important things to know. He's the author of four books, the most recent being Faith Wave, I Think, Therefore It Is, which is to be released in mid-May. I've read three of his books, and really, I totally recommend them. It is such a pleasure and honor to say, Peter Boxa, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. Hi, Irene. Good to, good, good to finally uh, be able to chat with you. It, it is good. Back and forth. Yes. You know, we always start this show with this question. Tell us about yourself. Who is Peter Boxa? Well, thanks for the question, and I truly appreciate your help with the reviews and, and taking the time to read my book. So I wanted to uh, um, it first was tell not you thank chore. you very much, and it's a pleasure to be on your show. Um, so who's Peter Boxa? Well, I, you know, I started off life kind of struggling quite a bit, actually. had a, uh, some life experiences that were not ideal. And, uh, you know, I was, I was raised in a German Lutheran home where we were taught, you know, those sorts of value systems, and we ended up in church a couple days a week as we ended up going to a parochial school, my brother and I. And uh, I, I found the, uh, you know, I, I found the church experience as, uh, it was very interesting. And I, I don't want to go into a lot of stories about that, but I had a lot of conflicts that occurred. I, I was relatively precocious as a child and asked some questions, and, and they, they weren't able to answer them. So I thought, well, this is just one of those things like Santa Claus, you know, that it's like just trying to get me to act a certain way. <clears throat> and then later on, I'm thinking, well, these, this is different because it's been around for thousands of years uh, in terms of just general uh, religion and spirituality. And I was, I was curious as to what the point of it all was, and then I realized, well, it's a way of teaching you how to uh, live a better life as a human in a nutshell, but I, it didn't. It didn't ring through. I was never uh, religious, but I, you know, ended up studying religion. I guess a little bit, and then I, uh, you know, went through life. I uh, went in a completely different direction, um, trying to change my my uh, my life basically from being uh, poor to you know being a successful human. And so I followed the Lutheran work ethic, and and uh, you know was was relatively successful. With these uh, these activities, and uh, I kind of set the whole question of God and the universe aside while I was building companies and and uh, you know pursuing acad- academic endeavors. And I was an athlete, uh, wanting to be an Olympic athlete, but I never made it. But to you know use the uh, you know the the direction of, of discipline and showing up on time, pay your bills, um, you know, be courteous. Uh, be a gentleman; those sorts of things are underlying uh, values of my uh, my youth. <clears throat> but I was really curious: how does this all work? Why are some people lucky? Why are some people healthy, and others are struggling with life? And why are some some people unhealthy? Uh, so, about ten years ago, I was able to set some time aside. I outsourced my companies, and, and it was didn't have, didn't have a, a daily schedule. And I began to study um, ancient theological texts. I was interested in what, not necessarily. What they what they thought were true, but what were the common denominators? What were the truths that came from 
if I took all the major religions, I think I, I you know, I basically read the t- whether it was uh, Lao Tzu and Taoism, um, Buddha, Confucianism, uh, the uh, Christian Christianity, uh, the Quran, Islam. I basically uh, did a spreadsheet. You know, this was, this was not my opinion. This is just what what were the precepts that they all agreed upon, and so I ended up with with a basic spreadsheet. And I thought, well, this is this is supposed to be how um, God works and how how we interact with God and 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 what how can I take those and begin to uh, begin a conversation and uh, correlate that with the language that I believe we should be using to talk about concepts like a god, and that is quantum physics, quantum mechanics. How does the universe actually work, and how do we interact? And uh, so the that was the interesting part. That's when I began to really see some correlations. One, one precept, Irene, is, is prior, prayer. Uh, prayer is, is, is a precept that almost all the religions had in common, whether it was in, in prayer, whether it was uh, chanting, whether it was meditation, essentially silencing the mind in order to establish a foundation from which to set an intention. And uh, the, I realized as I began to, to practice meditation that the, the process involved neuroscience. It was, it was essentially paving a new neural pathway that allowed me to quiet my mind and go into a, a specific uh, brainwave pattern. Then I found out that there's a guy at the University of Wisconsin, Richard Davidson, who'd been measuring brainwaves for 30 years. And I want to talk more about that, but I I want our guest to to see a little bit more about who you are as a person. On on the blog, I put a video that talks about your day job, and you do have a day job. Can can you tell the listeners, and, and I was really interested in how how incredibly successful you were as a college student, as a young man. You seemed to have a sense for business and, and how to proceed and how to become successful. But let, let people know what it is you do so they get some sense of who you are uh, on the flip side. Sure. Well, I mean, the, the, the reason that I became very interested in it, um, actually from a position of hindsight, uh, I, you know, I, I realized that there was no rationale for me to have been as successful as I was, whether it was academically speaking, in, you know, in, in, uh, in, in my vocational uh, 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 endeavors. But it seemed like the, the patterns that I was, I was setting, they were functioning, even, even though I was not really set up for success. I started my company with $600 in my pocket, and I ended up buying my first piece of real estate before I got... I think into my junior year in college. By the time I was 26, I'd grown that company up. My net income, my net worth from $600 by the time I was 26 years old was over a million dollars, and that didn't make any sense. And when I looked back at that, I was like, "Well, how did this happen?" And it, it, it became clear to me, and I, it became clear to me now, not then. Then I thought it was hard work. Then I thought it was kind of being miserable and, and working through problems and challenges <laughs> yes. and really just toughing it out. And I thought, well, this is the way it's got to be. And I was convinced that the harder I worked, you know, the more successful I would become. And, and that's, that, that equation, I don't want to dis, uh, you know, discourage anyone from working hard or showing up on time, being honest, because those things really work. If you want to grow your business to a larger size, I can't tell you, think about 
think about how you can be the most hospitable person, how you can provide the best quality product, how you can get encourage people to do business with you. And I can go, I can, I can talk for hours on things that I would do just in my office experience to encourage you know my employees to be happy. I had several single mothers uh, working there, for instance, and so I thought, well. They would have to take the day off in order to if their if their child was not accepted to the daycare, so because they were ill. So I went back and I built a nursery, and all of a sudden I became the most popular guy in the office. I you know went out and bought you know children's uh, videotapes and toys, and and they they actually liked coming into the office, and I would I would put them to work to, with you know these filing systems that involved the alphabet, and and uh, again you know with with in terms of my uh, you know. Uh, product, you know, we were basically renovating buildings and we were building from scratch. And so I was always thinking, what's the best quality product I could provide so that you know people would want to do business with? And, and the the little things like how long would, would a client wait when they walk through the door? My rule was no more than six seconds. They were greeted within six seconds. If you're on the telephone, you put the person on hold. And it's little things like that that let people know that we wanted to do business with them and we were excited that they were in our office. So. The moral of the story, I was like, those were kind of uh, these sort of methods that I used. And I've got more and more stories on, on little things that I, and, I, and, and, and in hindsight, I'm like, well, how did I, you know, how was I doing that? But it basically was all about what can I give in order to receive, that, you know, to put it very simply. And as I got to a point where I could actually outsource my day-to-day uh, workload, I, began, I was very interested in the question, well, now how, how did I get here? How did this actually happen? Hence the research on, you know, from a theological perspective as well as from a scientific perspective, because I just didn't want to give people the rote answers that we've been hearing about. I mean, I, 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 you know, I've read the same books that you brought up and watched the same films, and there seems to be a bit of a disconnect that I wanted to fill in. I really wanted to put a scientific foundation for what sort of new age um, New Age authors are writing about, and, and there really is one, and that's what that's the culmination of my book, Faith Wave, really draws that uh, picture uh, well. It really ties how we manifest to science and, and how we can actually become uh, master manifest, manifestors. How can we actually begin to make this process uh, rote, very simple, straightforward, you can count on it, so... And that's that's the genius of your book. I want to talk more about that. It's right now it's time for us to take a break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Peter Boxa saying, stay tuned, we're going to be right back with more. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Where can you find wisdom in the little conversations of every moment in a show? One that brings you golden nuggets that you can apply towards your burning desires, life, and success. 
Tune in to Little Conversations Today with host Dan Deegan. Our program will provide amazing breakthroughs in your life and help bring you closer to your dreams. Set your internal conversation GPS and tune in to Little Conversations Today, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're changing lives through the power of Little Conversations. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Peter Boxa. We have him now established as a successful businessman, and he wanted to take some time off to figure out really a lot of the things that made him successful. Now, Peter, you spent some time living with Tibetan monks at the Lama Temple in Beijing. A bunch of questions with this. What motivated you to do that? Go to a, a Lama Temple. What did you learn there, and how does that relate to your technology intent, declare, and detach? A oh, great question. I the the uh, 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 the the monks, basically the ones from Himalaya that were living in the Himalayas, have a, a track record of being able to use their thoughts to manipulate their physiology. Oh so yeah. Not only can they slow their their heart rate down. They can they can raise their body temperature. They can lower their body temperature. They monitor what they're going to do in the in the next twenty four hours, and they eat accordingly. They uh, they've basically learned how to slow uh, you know turn back the, the 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 hand of time in a sense. I mean, I, I interviewed uh, a man who was uh, one hundred and twenty three years old, and I, I tried to tried to determine how I could prove that. I wasn't able to do it because the records that they have aren't, are not credible. But I, I asked, you know, how many, how many generations of children, and it turned out that he could, probably, he could possibly be anywhere between 123, um, 10 years forward. He could be much older, or he could possibly be 10 years younger than that. And he, I, he looked as though I was speaking with a 60-year-old man. I mean, he was cognizant. He was healthy. He was, he was not going to the doctor. Um, it, it was, he was a great example of, of, of how this all works. And uh, I spent several weeks living living there, uh, doing on camera interviews. Uh, one one gentleman uh, was uh, a 23 year old, uh, third generation monk, and that was a fascinating uh, conversation. And I, it lasted quite a long time, and I learned quite a bit. And and I did correlate it to the technology that I came up with in my previous research. In other words, how how do we manifest? And I broke it down to three uh, basic uh, behaviors. It's one is set the intention. Second one is declare a set of behaviors. 
that are in, in line with that intention, uh, set it intention. And then the last part, which is very hard for us, especially here in Western culture, is the detached part. And that's yeah, where you mean we you have to have get to, out of the way. You've you got to get out of the way of the universe. And unfortunately, and I, and I can relate to being, a, uh, to, to being caught up in, the, in that, in that uh, mistake of, of trying to control and hold on. And especially starting a small business, fear enters into the equation. As fear enters into the equation, what you do is your knee-jerk reaction is to, is to, to control. And what I found was that that was one of the major, major uh, hindrances to the manifestation pro- process. If you are in a relationship, a uh, love relationship, romantic relationship, and you're feeling fear and you're, you're wanting to reach out and control that person, that's the first step to not manifesting probably the happiest relationship you're going to have. Same yeah, thing. Hap- the first step in driving them away. Well, right. I mean, have you have you had experiences with people that are uh, heavy controllers, Irene? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, um, you know, can you give me an example? Or is that oh, too personal? <laughs> <laughs> let's say my former husband. Okay. Okay. Um, I had to control absolutely. I mean, he even wanted to control the way I expressed my thoughts. Well, certainly, and and you know, in defense of your your ex husband, the the rationale behind wanting to control something, it's not a bad person. It's a person that is not as courageous as you'd want him to be. Basically, it's a person that is fearful. And if you uh, if you if you're in a situation like that, and you begin to pivot your thinking about the way the relationship, if I was talking to you prior and trying to help you make that work out, I would try to get you to see this person not as a as a mean person, as a predator, but I would probably try to suggest that something happened to that person in the past that would cause that fear to come to the surface and and uh, you know. Uh, come up and, and arise in your relationship, and uh, the reality is that that control cr- controlling people are fearful people. They're not courageous. They're living in ego. Uh, they're kind of the opposite in a sense. They're in another room uh, from the, the concept of being spiritual. They're, 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 it's called separation in in our um, in our business. <laughs> exactly. Right. You talk a lot about thought. Has thought been something that you've been interested in a long time? Because you, you, you've talked about it a good deal. You made the, the statement, in essence, you can think yourself smarter and more capable. That's a pretty strong statement. And then you talk about brain waves. Um, and to me, these are all interrelated things. How did you come to be so interested in thoughts and brain waves, brain wave technology? Well, there's a gentleman at uh, University of Wisconsin, Richard Davidson, who's been measuring brainwaves for about 30 years, and I came across his research way, you know, way into uh, at the beginning of my uh, theological review, and and as I began reading the research, now he was not looking to bridge the same uh, gap that I was. He's, he's, you know, he's coming from a scientific perspective. He's an academic. I'm looking for I'm looking for a rationale. In other words, how do humans? Manifest. How do we do it? What's the process from a neuroscientific perspective, from a physiological perspective? How does that correlate with our biology? And then how can I connect that with the, with the quantum uh, arena? How can, I, how can I prove this all up? How can I make the, make the, uh, close the gap to the point where you've got you to admit this is, this is what's going on? 
And it's, a lot of these concepts are fairly straightforward. A thought is nothing but a, is nothing but a refined electrical impulse. The brain is basically taking uh, an idea and converting it into an electrical impulse. That electrical impulse is called a brainwave. Uh, every person is putting out a brainwave. In, in, a, in a similar capacity, like if you have an iPhone, for instance, you take your finger and you touch the number one or the number two. You're essentially uh, exchanging energy. You're communicating with, with a, a, an electrical device. We're doing the same thing with the universe. Every moment that we're on Earth, we are connected with something called the, quant, uh, with the zero point field. And we're connected via our electrical vibration or frequency that we're giving out. Now, the interesting thing that I found about uh, about uh, brainwaves, and this is from his research. This is not my research. This is this is from uh, uh, from uh, Mr. Davidson's research that that there's a correlation between your brainwave and your level of consciousness. Now, I've always believed from the beginning that it was that my consciousness is what was leading the pack here. It wasn't my I, it, I figured this out at a very early stage that it wasn't necessarily my behaviors or the fact that I did things in a certain way, but it was more the intention and the consciousness behind those acts that drove, was you know driving the vehicle and was actually creating the success. It wasn't so much the behavior, but yet the consciousness behind it. And that's when I when I speak consciousness, we'll define that for your listeners. It's the way one looks at the universe that defines their consciousness. And as you measure a person's brainwave, the higher the frequency of the brainwave, the higher the level of consciousness. And, and there's been correlative studies done with different people. He, he did uh, measure the Dalai Lama, for instance, and he found that he was off the charts in terms of not only gaining a high frequency but also maintaining it. The same thing was true of uh, the Dalai Lama's uh, student monks. Wait, wait a minute. Now, when you're talking about brainwaves and you're talking about levels, when you're talking about the Dalai Lama, are you talking about a gamma wave? Or well, you know, you know it's interesting it, that you ask because this is this is you know the the term faith wave is something that I coined. Faith wave is a specific wave that allows. And for, I tried to get to that. Yeah, we don't have to go there yet, but I'm, you brought it up. <laughs> no, no, I mean. I, I've been working on getting there. Yeah, well, take your time. But it, the faith wave is essentially, as I describe it in my book, it's a, it's a gamma wave, but it's, it's, in, it's, it's also working with two other waves. At the same, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's more than just a gamma wave, I should put. And this it's is an enhanced gamma wave. Uh, through through uh, you know, paving new neural pathways by doing meditation and learning to quiet your mind and such. Now, let me ask you this while we're still here with the gamma wave. You, you talk about it being bookended. Thank you. With, that, that, that's, where, that's where I was going to go. Exactly. With alpha and theta. Is it bookended or? Yeah, well, because. It's keeping, it's keeping it in place. And, and it's, that's, you know, beyond that, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a long conversation. But just to put it very quickly. When, when the, the difference between someone that's never meditated before and, so, and, and the Dalai Lama, who med, meditates, you know, many, many years, the, if I can, if when I go into gamma, and I've only been meditating three or four years, when I go into gamma, I go in very quickly now compared to where, where I was, uh, say, in week one or two. That was very difficult. But now I go into gamma very quickly. The measurement of of uh, the faith wave is not only going into gamma, but staying there. And so 
the bookends keep you in gamma. So it, it is actually okay. a, a neuroscientific process of, of paving a new neural pathway that allows you to be able to achieve that. Now let me ask you this question. Is it helpful to use the, the brainwave technology available for brainwave entrainment? You know, like um, I use Project Meditation, which is um, a life flow program. Mm. Are you familiar with those? Well, I, I think that any, any type of uh, practice that causes one to quiet their mind and go into no thought, um, in, in, in some religion, I think in Zen Buddhism, it's called a clear. I mean, this is not a new concept. It's been, going, no. it's been around for no, thousands but, of years. Yeah, I guess my question is, is using technology to help you get there as powerful as getting there without the technology? I mean, brainwave technology can pull you down into a deep delta and put you up to a nice gamma. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great question, the and, and the, answer, the answer is that the, the only reason that I delve into the quantum mechanics or the, the neuroscience or the biology or the physio- physiology is basically to, to, to create higher degrees of faith in the entire process. So if you don't know anything about, if, if you read my book and you get the message, you hear it, and you, you simply have faith that it will work without understanding the quantum aspects, it's going to work as well for you as if you understand the quantum. Uh, now, but I want to talk about the quantum, and it's time for us, unfortunately, to go to break again. We're going to be right back with more, so please stay tuned. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What does creme de la creme mean? It's the greatness of living, the willingness to be the best. It's living beyond what you know is possible with no limitation. Access Consciousness presents Creme de la Creme, a program that empowers you to choose and create the life you would like to have and entices you into being who you are, not who others would have you be. It's the best of the best. It's the finer things in life. It's brilliant. It's fun. It's exciting. Join us for Creme de la Creme every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? 
Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Peter Boxa. We're talking about manifesting. And Peter, before we really get into this segment, tell people how they can find you, when your new book is going to be out, and how they can get it first. (laughs) Uh, My website is Peter Boxa, spelled B-A-K-S-A. Dot com, peterboxa.com. Um, you can go there to find out about the books. You can uh, see a little bit about the research that I've done and my background and uh, different ways that I've used this technology in my own life. Uh, I also I write for Huffington Post. If you go there and Google my name, you'll find uh, quite a few articles that posted there over the, the past few years. And uh, I, the books are at Amazon. They'll be at Barnes and Noble. Faithway, Faithway will be at Barnes and Noble soon. But the rest of the books are you can get them uh, through Amazon or Barnes and Noble, and and uh, that's how you can get to us. And you can also write to me via my website. There's a connect as well if you have any questions. And I would recommend that while they're waiting for your book to come out, that they get the point of power. Because it really lays the foundation for Faith Wave. And these are two books that, if you're interested in manifestation at all, you need to read these books. And Peter did not pay me to say that. <laughs> Thank you, Irene. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is not a paid commercial. It's just that I find these books so, so exciting. And, you know, if a book doesn't raise questions for me, then it really is almost a waste of time. These books were not a waste of time. I have more questions than we could possibly ever answer in a show. Um, We were talking about Faith Wave and thought, and I note that in Point of Power, you, you quote Deepak Chopra a lot, and he states that healing happens in the space between thoughts. And I've always wondered exactly how you get to that space until I read Faith Wave. And it seems to me that that space may be the zero-point field. I don't know. But, and and I, didn't, I didn't put this on you before. Uh, tell us, let's talk about the zero-point field and what that means. And could this be that space? Well, the, the, the space that, that I think... Um you know, many are referring to, there's actually healing occurs in the space. And in fact, I wrote an article for Huffington on exactly how you can get an answer to any question in a very short period of time. And if you go back in history um, and you look at the way, uh, for instance, Thomas Edison would uh, get from wanting to design a light bulb to actually designing a light bulb, he went through a series of uh processes that he went through, uh, and, and there, I read his journals and, I, and, and several other inventors, and in order to, they, they, were, they oftentimes work for days on end without, without stopping, get to a point where he was just frustrated. He was not able to get the, uh, you know, the, the uh, filament to, to remain lit for beyond a few seconds, for instance. So um, he would experiment, experiment, and then his technique was actually to take a nap with a question. He'd have the question. He'd take the nap. He'd often wake up with the answer. So 
I think you know that's one way of describing putting space around the the, the question or the or the issue. Um, it, in, in my theory, that we need to intend to declare and detach. The detach part is what is what we, he was doing. So he detaching is how you put space around around the issue. By detaching, you also have faith that you're going to be you're, you're going to get an answer. The faith that, that I'm trying to bring to people, I'm an, you know, I'm an ex-academic, I was a college professor. For me to allow this new age perspective into my life and into my heart and to truly have faith in it is very difficult without tying it into science. So I'm, really, I'm writing these books for people who are educated, who, are, who, are, who, are, who have questions, who are, who are maybe atheists, who are maybe uh, of various religious faiths, but it's not working. That's how my books are different. I'm trying to bring an answer from a different perspective that folks that, you know, took chemistry and physics in college, you know, it's caused them to to get further away from the concept of a god, for instance. Um, If you read my books and you're religious, they're going to tell you exactly what you're doing right and why you should continue to do it and and what what you may be not doing right enough. In other words, you can go to church until you're blue in the face, but unless you actually have faith, the intend, declared, detached process won't work for you. And uh, so I talk a lot about why, you know, books like The Secret, you know, they just don't work for some people. Um, so I was very interested in what Well, they don't have is. the whole answer. You know, right. All the pieces aren't in the puzzle. You can't finish the puzzle. Well, because that, you don't have I, I hope, that's what you kindly said earlier that that my book does finish finish the puzzle and I and I tie it into a you know a very scientific basis so that the step that you need to take is very personal if you if you read it and you know my 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 research is is from the best of the best I mean I did I went to uh, to uh, Stephen Hawking and Carl Jung and Max Planck Albert Einstein if you read I was reading the the personal journals of some of these folks. They're asking the same question I am, but they couldn't write about it in their academic uh, published works because it's not acceptable. So these questions have been around, and, and these men were, they, they were spiritual. They may not have been religious, but they were very spiritual men. And uh, they came close to, 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 uh, to the question, certainly. It's, it takes courage to put some of this on paper. Well, Galileo didn't do very well by putting it on paper. Back no, then. He, he, he didn't. He was right as, right as rain. So it's actually, in fact, I talk about it in The Point of Power. The Point of Power is a book that I, it's very personal. And uh, the, the reality is that what we're, what we're doing here is we're, we're really rocking the, the, the cart of, of our human existence. And um, we're, we're, you know, people that are, are fundamentalists that, um, you know, they're, you know, again, I don't want to offend anybody, but when you're stuck, if it works for you, it works for you. Remain stuck. But if it's not working for you, if you're busy getting angry at other people because they have a different perspective, you're, you're not in a good place. I don't care what your religion is. I couldn't agree with you more. I came from that background. and I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Irene. Huh? I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> I, I said I came from. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm not there anymore. You're not there anymore. Well, yeah. Cause it'll good but for it's you. a struggle to get through some of that thinking that was, you know, taught to you from the time you could hear. Right. Uh, you know, right. It, 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 and then to have a book like yours that says, hey, here's the science behind it. You know, 
And here's what religion has taught over the eons. And the concepts are the same. You know, but one's coming from one point of view and science is coming from the other. And I love the saying, um, you know, the, the scientists are finding, are discovering what the mystics have known all along. Right. So you're just bringing everybody together. No, this, that's, the, that's the, 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 the thing that I believe makes Faith Wave especially different from any book that talks about the subject. I'm not in any way trying to tell someone who has a religious uh, belief system that they're wrong. In fact, what my book will tell you is, is what you're doing right and how it does work, how, how these, these monks were able to slow their life processes, you know, their, their life aging processes down by using, you know, meditative techniques that were taught by various religions. So these, these, are, these are incredibly powerful secrets that were bound in these books. Now, for someone like me, when I heard a parable, you know, the parables didn't speak to me. They spoke to me the same way, you know, when someone said there's a Santa Claus. It didn't take me a long time to figure out that there was no, I shouldn't say that on the air, should I? There was a, uh, the Santa, the Santa Claus children. is probably not, you know, a, a real being that lives in the, in the North Pole. Uh, the, the reality was that, that uh, the parables that I found in the Bible spoke to me in, the same, in a similar fashion. Now, that, and that's unfortunate, because then I, went, I found education and science, and that took me down a road that I think really brought me closer into the room of ego, where now I know the answers because someone told me those are the right answers, and, and that's a wrong room to be in if you want to manifest. If you want to be creative, if you want to uh, have a life filled with love and health and, be, and abundance, you've got to get out of the room of ego. You've got to forget that you know what you know and begin to transcend. And I can tell you, the information that's out there, the data, Einstein said once that you can't, you can't uh, destroy energy. It, 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 you can't destroy energy. Well, data and information is energy. Once it's out there, it stays in there. When you brought up the zero-point field, that's where it is. So as you connect, there's all different sorts of things that you can do to gain an understanding of different ways of life that may, may have not even, you know, you may have not had exposure to even in this, in this day and age. And uh, so it, it, it's, it, I just can't tell you how powerful this stuff is. And, and, and in terms of just creating a complex, interesting life that's you know, filled with positive things, you're going to have your challenges, but it's how you deal with the challenges that determine the life. It's not that, you, in fact, the, the, as you manifest, your entire existence changes. When you become a master manifester, you, you decide you want something. You set an intention, you declare a set of behaviors, and you detach, and I'm going to tell you, it works. You it are going to work. be manifesting exactly what you ask for. Now, the interesting thing, as humans, we think that that's just the cat's meow, that that's, a, that's an amazing, gosh, I wish I could do that. But the reality is once you become a master manifester, you realize with every manifestation comes 50 challenges. And that is the, that's the path that was created for us humans to become superhuman, to become great, because as we become uh, 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 more able to manifest and truly connect, we can create anything we want. We can create any sort of life that we want. But as these creations become manifest, you're no longer focused on, gosh, I wish I had this much money, or I wish I had love in my life, or I wish I had this. What you're focused on is, okay, I got it. Now what am I going to do? How am I going to deal with these, these various challenges? And you begin to really look at the, 
the process of life and navigating the waters of life very differently. And I'm hearing the, the phrase, be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. No, and there's I'll... no question about it. How many, yeah. times have you, how many times have you had friends that were lonely because they didn't have love in their life, right? right? And then all of a sudden they got love in their life and they were complaining to you about the same thing that they used to want. Right? Exactly. Good example. On, <laughs> on that note, we're going to have to go to break again. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Peter Boxa, saying, please don't go away. There's more to come. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Peter Boxa, and I think this has been the shortest show we've ever had. How it went by so fast, I do not know. One thing that you talk about in your book that I think is just so critically important is this whole idea of entanglement. Can you just give us in a nutshell what entanglement is and what it teaches us? Sure. Particle, particle entanglement is an incredibly powerful concept that, and it was a question a hundred years ago. Now it's, it's a proven fact in quantum theory. And the, it's funny because I became interested in the, in the question. I had a friend who basically asked me, well, how, do, how does this work when, you know, when, you know, I've got a, a relative, for instance, that dies and they're 10,000 miles away and I have a dream, and then the next morning I wake up, and you know, how, how does something like that happen? Or how, how, does, um, how, how can particles communicate uh, at, a, at a speed that's faster than light? And so I was, all these quantum, I'm not a quantum physicist, but for me, I, I wanted to explain them in such a way that when someone reads my book or listens to me speak, that they walk away without any doubt in their mind that science backs this 
concept of faith, this concept of manifestation. Because as you have faith in, in the process, the higher the level of your faith, uh, the greater the possibilities of manifestation and the better you're going to be at it. So um, the, the way I answer the question is very simple. You, uh, I, I live near the Atlantic Ocean part of the year. And uh, so we took two bamboo sticks and walked out into the water and stabbed them into the, into the ocean floor. Um, and then I said, now lay down and take your iPhone and cover up the bottom part of the, to the water uh, with your iPhone so you can, you can only see the two tops of the bamboo. Uh, Irene, can you picture that? Kind of. Okay. Uh, there's the two pieces of bamboo are stuck in the bottom of the ocean in the sand, right? right? You're in about two or three feet of water. And you've got a wake coming in, waves of, say, a foot, two foot, right? Okay, yeah. Now, you take the iPhone, you can obviously see the, the two bamboo sticks sticking in the water, and you see the ocean. Now, what I want you to do is block out the ocean entirely, so all you see is blue sky and the tips of the two bamboo. You got it? Got it. Okay, so now what happens, if a wave touches, comes over the top of the bamboo, but not into your view, what do you see? What happens to the bamboo? the two pieces of bamboo. They shake. They move, and they move, they move. simultaneously. The, the two pieces of bamboo represent particles. So two particles that are related in the zero-point field, there is, there is no time. There is no time between one particle being affected by another particle. The zero-point field, there is no time, there is no space. I mean, I can go into a 30-minute spiel about what you see in this human reality is not real. We are sense-perceived sense beings, so we believe what we see and what we feel and what we touch and what we hear. And I can tell you that what we're, what we're looking at is an illusion. And, uh, you know, that's a larger conversation. But, but particle theory um, makes it possible to look beyond our current sensate perceived world and look into the into what is really going on and that it, we know within the uh, zero point field uh, big how, stuff. How, how that did you did you get that <laughs> I got that I got right. that and basically and you need to read this book you need to read the book and have it in your hands so you can sit with it and really let it speak to you because it does um, you know, when I would hit something and say, ah, I don't get it, I don't get it, I would sit with it and pretty soon it would begin to trickle in. It's powerful stuff and um, it, it's a, a new way to look at things. And I, I just I really couldn't recommend it more. Okay, Peter, let's put all of this together. You know, we've talked about all kinds of things, brain waves and zero-point field and, you know, entanglement and... Mm. I want to manifest something. I want, I, there's a lot of things. I'd like to manifest, oh, a new car. I don't really need a new car, but let's say I want to mas- manifest a new car. Or I want to manifest a love relationship or whatever it is. And I'm saying to you, Peter, how do I do this? Where do I start? What would you tell me? Well, the key, the key to the manifestation process has to do with your, uh, your consciousness. We talked about how consciousness can be measured using a brainwave. All of that stuff doesn't matter. All of that stuff doesn't matter. You don't have to understand the science in my book. The science in my book was written for me. It was written for me to be able to speak on the topic and be able to point to 
quantum mechanics, to the research of, of Stephen Hawking, to Albert Einstein, to, to Brian Fenneman, the greats in this field. I feel if you're going to talk about God, you're going to talk about the universe in the year 2014, we should be speaking in the, in the language of quantum um, mechanics. Now, how do you do it? Your consciousness behind any given transaction. I'm going to boil this down for you very simply. If you want love in your life and you're seeking a partner, then you have to come to that relationship with love. You have to come with non-judgment. You have to come with grace. It's impossible to be angry if you're gracious. So it's the, it's the consciousness with which you come to a relationship that creates the relationship. If you want to, wanting to, to, to buy the car that you just talked about, well, you need to, you know, unless you want to steal it, you're going to need money. If you want to make money... <laughs> yeah. You're, it's the consciousness with which you come to building your company with, your business, whether you're an employee or whether you're an entrepreneur. If you come to your day with love in your heart, with, the, with, with, with absolute, non-judging, open, humble, and gracious thoughts, the answers will come to you. Now, some people will say, well, you know, I think you're going to need to be a lot tougher than that in business. I can just tell you, by being open, humble, and gracious, you're one of the toughest people on the face of the earth. And so I encourage looking within, matching your energy with what it is that you want to attract. If you're wanting love, you need to be loving. If you want to make a lot of money, you need to match the consciousness of the money that you're wanting and the existence. Because, I mean, I can go on for hours on studies that I did on people, case studies, so the consciousness did not match the compensation. Now, you can actually manifest winning the lottery but as you know within three years most people that have won the lottery have gone bankrupt exactly so that's that's where i'm coming from so you need to match that which you're wanting to manifest and that's a problem that none of these other books really talk about uh you have to come to the life situation with the consciousness with the level of consciousness and it's and and the way that you raise your consciousness is by you know is, is by following certain by ritualizing the things that you that you you know you wish to to, to get out of life and uh, uh, coming to a situation with a mindset of grace and non judgment and love, you know, for some of us it's not that easy, but that's what you have to do. And I can tell you, when you go into business and you want to, if your goal is to make a lot of money, you may make a lot of money, but it's it's going to go right out the other door. And if and you don't we have the right see that. I hate to say this, but we are right up at the end of the show. So I'm going to ask you, what's the thought you'd like to leave with the listeners today? And, I mean, there are so many things. Well, the manifestation process is very straightforward. Set an intention on a quiet mind. Number two, behave in accordance with that intention. Make sure your behaviors are in alignment with, the, with, with that set intention. That means your words your actions. If you want to make a lot of money, show up for meetings on time. Treat your clients with, with uh, hospitality. Always work on creating the absolute best service or product that you're wanting to, 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 uh, uh, to create. And lastly, you have to have faith. You have to have, ideally have faith in yourself. But if you can have faith in the fact that there is a, there's a body of data that will organize things for you, it can do it better than any, any human uh, it's something called the, quant- uh, the, the zero-point field in the, in the, in the uh, area of quantum physics. If you can actually have faith that that will happen, after you read my books, you'll see the process laid out very clearly. I want that to give you the faith. You begin to apply it, 
and it doesn't take very long for a pivot to, to occur in your life. You'll begin to see the synchronicities occurring all around you, and you'll, and you'll see yourself moving in the direction of your manifestation. Peter, thank you so, so much. Everybody, when we sign off today, get yourself right into Amazon. Get your name on the list to get Faithwave the moment it is out. This is Irene Conlon saying thank you for being with us. Thank you, Peter Boxa, for so graciously giving us your time today. Yeah, what a pleasure. Look forward to oh, doing it again, Irene. Thank you kindly. We might have to do it again. This is Irene Conlon and Peter Boxa saying thank you for being with us. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.